Welcome to the Veggies Banger Reviews. I'm Veggie. And I'm Mrs. Veggie. Today we're talking about Demon Slayer Episode 7. Tanjiro dives into a swamp realm to confront a swamp demon who's split into three, but the demon refuses to tell him anything about Muzan Kibutsuji. I think I did that right. That was so good. <laughs> Muzan Kibutsuji. <laughs> so, this episode. It was okay. Yeah, not episode six. No, uh, this. so I'm noticing with this early half, I should say, of this show, it definitely has its highs and then immediately is followed by a low or just like kind of a dull episode. So I wouldn't I wouldn't even call these episode filler episodes, but I really think these are more hook episodes. Like you watch something amazing like episode six and then you get something not so amazing, but kind of cool in episode seven. That's like, man, I have to watch episode eight. Yeah, they, they usually end on cliffhangers, which is nice, but it would just be nice if there's a consistent energy from episode to episode. So episode six had some really high energy. We were super excited about it. And then this episode was, it. you matched the episode of Tundra, which he was tired. He didn't want to have to keep doing this. He wanted a little bit of a break. And that's how I felt in this episode where it was like, okay, like he wants a break. So it's just kind of dull. Well, there's tons of energy, like... If you follow the uh, energy in the episodes, what is it usually around? It's usually when Tandro is slashing demons. That's what we're here for. Remember, guys. No, we're here for the lore. And we did get some lore, just not enough. Like I said, a cliffhanger was given to us, but I just want more. The first, uh, what was it, like 30 seconds of the episode? Uh, that's when he fights the demon. It was a little bit longer. Uh, episode was awesome. And then when you got into the travel part of it, the episode, that's when it kind of dropped off see i don't i don't agree with that only because i noticed in the first half of the episode or at least during that first part was that the language was really hard for me to not roll my eyes at unfortunately because the demon slayer was talking or not the demon slayer the demon was talking about how women go row old and then get ugly and I just kind of eye rolled at that. And then the language that uh, Tanjiro uses towards Nezuko, it's not, um, I'm trying to find a way to say this. It's very, it sounds very dog-like commands where he's like, can you do this? Or Nezuko, do this. And I just don't like that language for a show that's been very intentional about language. Well, deep dive into the world and society. We live in a reward system society when you do something good we say good girl good boy and when you do something bad we say bad boy bad girl right but you don't give out commands that say come here like she she's being treated like a dog and i i don't like that and then for the demon to be like towards women like they should thank me for killing them because once they are 17 they go ugly excuse me that's all i have to say to that all right let's talk about highlights <laughs> We talked about a bunch of low lights. Let's talk about highlights. The one highlight is definitely the part where it, uh, Nezuko and uh, Tandro, well, mainly Tandro, figures out like, hey, I need to let Nezuko protect herself because she's a demon. She can physically do that and she can help me. So he asks Nezuko to protect the two above ground and he's going into the swamp. The swamp scene or bog scene is amazing. The fact that He's like, hey, I can do this. I don't have the proper like 
foot grounding for me to do my slash, but I can use certain forms and attacks to do this. And he throws out uh, the whirlwind attack, uh, which was pretty cool because at first it like just slashed off the demon's hands. And then as the squirrels went around in the water, it actually chopped off their heads. Yeah, I I mean, that scene is really cool. It also was more reinforcing that you use elements while you're fighting a demon. So the demon also got stronger in the bog or in the water setting as Tundro got stronger as well. So I like the dynamic that you can use the elements to your advantage and you just sometimes have to remind yourself that you can have an advantage even though it might feel like you're at the disadvantage. And then we have the uh, the scene above ground that's happening when Tandro is traveling back to the surface as Nezuko is fighting the demon. And uh, Nezuko is actually physically like, punching and kicking. Like She punches the, the demon in the gut and I guess, guess uh, like ruptures a kidney or something. Um, and then kicks him a couple times. And the demon says, like, hey, he must have given her a lot of blood because of how strong she is. But she's not quite there yet on like movement and the martial arts part of things. Uh, so it's pretty cool to hear that. And I wonder where they take Nezuko. Like, does she train to become like the ultimate martial arts master? Or does like Nezuko learn martial arts as she goes? Like, as she fights more demons uh, with Tandro, does she just become stronger and know what she's doing? Yeah, I'm interested to see where they go with that because, as far as we know as viewers, the way demons get new abilities is through the demon blood art. But if she doesn't consume blood, will she ever be able to get new abilities? That was that was how I was trying to figure out where can she go from here? Because we know she's super strong. She can sleep to get her strength back. So how does she develop more skills? And I really want to see that happen. Uh, so after that, the next thing we get in the episode is... Pretty much Tandro gives the um, the one gentleman, I can't draw his name, Kazumi. Kazumi, he gives Kazumi closure kind of thing of like, here is your fiance's hairpiece back. Like, so sorry. And Kazumi physically lashes out on Tandro. It's like, hey, man, you don't understand what I'm going through. And then you get this really cool scene of like, he like grabs uh Tandro by the jacket and Tandro like takes his hands and puts it against his and like just takes his hand off of Tandro and Kazumi then realizes like by his hands like hey this guy's been through hell like I can feel it in his hands like the blisters the, the toughness and everything that he's been through the exact same thing that I have and it's a really cool thing that they put into the, the episode just because it's the biggest life lesson that everyone should know that like, you don't judge a book by its cover it's the easiest thing. Like everyone goes through some type of problems to get where they're going. And it's just amazing that they like they actually put this because I it's this is a great learning. Like there's a lot of things in here from the top like seven episodes so far that you can take into everyday life and learn from. There's also that aspect of relatability. So we know in the beginning I complained about that Tundra was too perfect. He didn't seem relatable. But now he's a hundred percent relatable and we're seeing a normal character understand that and see that too and i think that's great evolution of a character through from the beginning of being too perfect to now just being 110 percent relatable after all this uh tandro like he walks away and then he's presented right away with his second mission from the crow oh, the crow my favorite character my favorite character's sense of humor 
really funny. Um, I, I want to see more of the crow. Gotta be honest. <laughs> um, thought that was a really good transition from something very serious into moving the story forward. So I think the crow has a lot of purposes and they use them appropriately in this anime. So Tanjiro is given his second mission to uh, travel to Japan. And the cool thing is he stops along the way to get udon noodles, which who doesn't love udon noodles? Uh, and it's funny because they use the word yam, which is the correct word over here. We call them sweet potatoes. So I could think about was just udon noodles and sweet potatoes for the rest of this episode. Oh, all I wanted was ramen. I was like, ooh, a nice ramen sounds so good right now. That was I got distracted. So on the scene of him getting the udon noodles, he is physically sitting on a bench with Nezuko next to him who is sleeping. Uh, and he's about to consume udon noodles and he's all of a sudden gets a scent. And that scent turns out to be incredibly important to the point where Tanjiro abandons Nezuko on the bench and chases after the scent because it turns out it's Muzan. So he gets a scent and he's pretty much just like, man, this is the same exact scent that I got from my house when I returned uh, from selling the charcoal in episode one. And he's like, he turns it into like, so you could actually see like the adrenaline pumping because he was just the tired. Hey, I want to sit down and relax. And then all of a sudden he got the scent and this adrenaline spike went through him. And he was like, I have to act now. This is the guy I need to kill. This is where like, this is the reason why I became a demon slayer is just for this exact moment. Yeah. And then when we actually do see Tundra confront Muzan, um, it's it goes through a wide range of emotions because you see Tundro immediately just with anger. But then as we see that there's a family involved now, Tundro is kind of torn between attacking this person that destroyed his family, that killed his family and has hurt his sister in ways that no one else can really understand to, oh my gosh, there's these other people now involved and do I want to take that away from them? It's a, it was a great you know, I think it's only about two minutes, but it's a great scene to see that dynamic feature to the show now. Yeah. Tandra questions a lot of things as in like, Hey, like at first it looks like he was really just going to take out a sword and kill him right away. And the only thing that was going through my head when this was happening was like, if he kills Muzan right now, he won't have the answer to fix Nezuko. But it was an interesting touch to, to actually have, like when he draws the sword to like kill Muzan, that you hear the girl say daddy and uh it's really really weird and then you can see the change in mindset of uh tanjiro because he goes like how does this guy have a family like i don't understand don't they know that he is a demon and like it goes in more detail of like hey these two people are human because i get the human scent and he's definitely a demon it just goes to show that muzan is incredibly clever and obviously he's lived as long as he has because of that and his next move is to not only reassure his family, but also immediately create a demon so that Tanjiro can't have his attention on Muzan. He, you know, has to get make a distraction somehow. And I thought that was brilliant. And that, that does lead that I have one question from this episode. And that leads me to that question is he slashes the guy's neck. And so he physically just like, you, it's a very quick movement and it's nothing really exaggerated. He just shh, real fast. And you see like the three cut lines on the back of the demon. I mean, the human's neck that's turned into a demon and he like instantly turned. My question is, it says earlier in the episodes that they had to physically share blood. 
in my opinion, and through the anime that we portrayed, I didn't see any share of blood unless there's literally like blood pumping through demons fingernails when they slash people. I don't know if that's a thing, but there was no blood shared at all. So how did the, the infection or demon, whatever you want to call it, actually shared between Muzan and the human that he just slashed the neck? Well, maybe it's because of the nails. I I think maybe we don't have the, all the correct lore that maybe demon slayers don't know everything like we've been led to believe. I hope we can see more of that because the human also changed within, what, three seconds? While Nezuko needed like a day to kind of change into a demon. So maybe there's just bits of information we're missing. And I hope we can get some clarification on that moving forward. So overall, I would honestly say episode seven, not the greatest. My honest opinion, better than five. Oh, yeah, <laughs> so, it's definitely better than five. So it's the, it's a good episode. It's It does its job. It makes you want to watch episode eight. It doesn't hit all the points like the previous episode did where we got the lore, we got slang, we got everything we wanted, but it's needed. We have propelled the story forward. We now know who Muzan is, kind of, and we know where he is. So what is Tundra going to do next? He's going to kill some demons. Don't you mean he's going to slay some demons? And you guys know what I'm here for. I'm here for the slain. And we'll see you guys later. Thank you guys so much for listening. You can check us out on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever else you get your podcasts. Please leave us a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can also check us out on Twitch at twitch.tv slash veggie banger and at twitch.tv slash Mrs. Veggie.